Hi, I'm Reed Huberman, and I'm the lead pastor of Soma Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and this is our podcast. We hope it fills your heart with the love of Christ and fuels your day with hope. Here's today's message. Today we're going to be continuing our message series called Summer of Psalms, and we're going to be looking at what is the most popular psalm, most well-known psalm in all of the book of Psalms, and perhaps one of the most well-known portions of all of Scripture. We're going to be looking at Psalm 23. And I want to start today by just asking a question. Let's assume for a moment that you pushed away all of your knowledge of Christianity. You had never seen a Bible. You've never been to church. You've never heard a Christian message before or even ever seen a Christian. What would your knowledge of God look like? What would your understanding of God look like if all you had was a Bible? Perhaps maybe the uh, second important question here, maybe even more important than the first one is this, is would your understanding of God look similar to the knowledge of the person who only had the Bible to go upon, who was only looking at the Bible and they were understanding God just simply based upon what the Bible says about God. What would your present knowledge of God look like compared to that? I think it's an important question because we don't want to go around assuming or making up God as we go along. Um, And that's what Psalm 23 really truly does for us. If you're going to define God, you need to look there. Among many of the places you could look in the Bible, Psalm 23 really illustrates the nature of God for us. And it shows us one of the most important truths of Christian scripture, which is just simply this that God wants to have a relationship with each and every one of us. It's a powerful, powerful truth. So let's go ahead and look at it. It starts just by saying this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Right there, that title, maybe you don't get it from just reading, but certainly for those who heard this at that time when it was being written, it was a revolutionary saying. Because people were used to knowing God as a king. Uh, you know, you, you think like around the time that David probably wrote this psalm, um, Saul would had just recently become the king of Israel and they had asked for a king. And so their knowledge of God somewhat reflected the knowledge of what a king looked like. And prior to that, they they knew God kind of as a judge. You know, you think Moses and, and, and the giving of the law and the book of Judges and that kind of thing. So they were very comfortable calling God a judge and they were very comfortable calling God a king. But no one before David had ever called God a shepherd. No one had ever done that. And in fact, the whole book of Psalms is pretty unique in that it uses three revolutionary titles for God. Um, In Psalm 103, it likens God unto a father. In Psalm 131, it likens God unto a mother. And then, of course, in Psalm 23, it likens God unto a shepherd. It's really striking that Jesus uses these three um, illustrations for God in Luke chapter 15. He likens God unto a woman that's looking for a lost coin. He likens God unto a shepherd that's looking for a lost sheep and even likens God unto a father that's looking for his lost children. So as you see, this this title of, of God being a shepherd really is a unique title that Jesus himself emphasized and tried to communicate to the people that, that God wants to relate to us just like this. He wants to be a shepherd to us. So what does that mean? It means simply this, that God wants to have a relationship with us. What's the first thing we come to when we look at Psalm 23, that God wants to have a relationship with us. That's a beautiful thing to understand. 
I'm reminded of the, the parable. Maybe you've heard this before, the parable of the blind man and the elephant. The story goes like this. Uh, uh, a couple of blind men all approach an elephant from different sides. Uh, one grabs his leg, one grabs his tail, one grabs his tusk, and they all think it's different things. The one who grabs his tusk thinks it's a sword. The one who grabs his, his uh, leg thinks it's a tree. And the one who grabs his tail thinks it's a rope. And they're, and they're all talking about this thing. And then they finally start arguing about it. No, it's a sword. No, it's a rope. No, it's a tree. And then they they finally come to blows and start fighting about uh, what the thing is that they're really feeling. Um, and obviously, the point of that story is, is that we shouldn't argue about our subjective experiences. But there's another way that that story is used that I think is totally wrong. Um, a lot of people liken it unto religion, that people come to God, who is the elephant, and they're all trying to figure out who God is. They're all blind men groping in the darkness trying to figure out who God is. So one person says that they're this, and one person says that they're that. And, and we're told using this parable to believe that all religions are basically the same thing, that they're all attempts trying to figure out who God is. Well, here's the problem with that, is that it misses the simple truth that God is not an elephant. God is a shepherd. God wants to lead you. God wants to guide you. And God wants to direct you. See, that's the power of Psalm 23, that God wants to have a personal relationship with you. This is the bulk. This is the power of Christian truth. You know, this is the idea of the incarnation, that Jesus didn't want to remain up in heaven, that Jesus didn't want to just sit upon a lofty throne like a king, and Jesus didn't want to just be shouting orders like a judge down from heaven. He wanted to be your shepherd. That's why Jesus will later come and say, I am the good shepherd in John chapter 10. He wants to show us that he, he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to be a part of our life in a very intimate and life-changing way. So that's the beauty of this very first part of Psalm 23 that we come to, and it shows us that God wants to have a relationship with us. And the way that you will know that you have a relationship with God is not that you just go to church on Sunday, not that you have a guarantee of, of an afterlife, but that you're daily walking with God, that the one who spoke the earth into existence with the words of his mouth wants to speak to you today. Man, that's, that's life-changing truth right from the Bible, that God is a shepherd to us. If you continue on in that verse, you hear this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now that's a powerful scripture verse too. Um, now what it's not saying is that like you'll never want cereal, you'll never want breakfast, you'll never want another car or whatever. It's not saying that per se. Literally, it could be translated, I shall not be in want or I shall not stay in want. In other words, it's saying this, that you will have this inner satisfaction, this inner peace, that you will not constantly be looking and wanting and hungering for something else, but that you will have something inside of you that is enough. Somebody once said it this way, that you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until he's all you have. But when you get to that place, you'll truly find that God is enough that no matter what happens to you in life, that God is good and that he loves you. And as long as you're walking with him and he's walking with you, boy, it's, boy, it's enough. It, it, you will be able to say, like the sheep of this, of this psalm in Psalm 23, you'll be able to say that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let's keep on going because the next place we wanna to come to as we continue to walk through Psalm 23 and just kind of give an overview of the Psalm so that you at home can talk about this. Is the next thing we come to is it says that we lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. 
and that he leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Man, there's a lot we could say about that. But if you go to this next part, it's probably my favorite part of the whole song. It says this, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, there's a lot we could say about that too. And I love the fact that, that God, the shepherd, even if he takes them to a place that you would normally not take sheep because you would want them to be up on a high hill where if there's a wolf or somebody coming after them, you have many places to run away from. But, but the, the Solomon writer is saying this, that even if you go to one of these places where you're hemmed in on every side and there's no place of escape, it's okay if God is with you. But the thing that I think is really striking here about this verse is, is that it says your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the next thing you need to know about Psalm 23 is this, is that God being a shepherd means that he will help you. God will help you. Uh, here's two ways that he helps you. He helps you with a rod. Now, what was the rod for? Well, shepherds would use that rod to beat away and to fight off any enemy wolves or any enemy predators that were coming against those sheep. He'd use that rod to, to fight them off and to keep them at bay. So that rod was for external enemies. Well, and then the staff, of course, you might imagine was for internal enemies. Um, it was for you. <laughs> and you, you might classify that as an internal enemy because sometimes we are our own worst enemy. And that's what that staff was for. Sheep are incredibly skittish. Sheep are incredibly mob mentality-like. Um, so if something scared them, a loud noise or something like that, they would quickly run away and they would not stay faithful and they would not endure. They would quickly run to go something else, go find something else. And, and even if they felt like there were greener pastures somewhere else, they would quickly run away. They wouldn't stay faithful. And then they would also follow, like if another sheep started to veer off course, they would quickly follow that sheep and stop following the shepherd. And so they were easily adaptable to the crowd that they were around. Um, and so it's not very flattering to be considered a sheep. And so we, in a lot of ways, we are sheep. In a lot of ways, we truly are. And so sometimes we need a staff to, to kind of put us back on, on course. Sometimes we need God to just come alongside of us and say, hey, the, the attitude that you have right now or the way that you're viewing this situation, here, let me help you with this and let me put you back on a straight path. That's what it means when it says he leads us in paths, straight paths for his name's sake. It means that he's, he's taking that staff and he's guiding and he's directing us as his sheep. So that's a powerful truth. It's a powerful promise that if you're dealing with external enemies or maybe even internal enemies, that God will help you with those things. That's the power of having a shepherd. And then the final thing we want to share is just this, is that it, it keeps on going. And I love what it says about now the enemies sometimes that, that we face in life. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And then it says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that beautiful? Well, the last thing... I want to kind of show you from this psalm is just simply this. When God is your shepherd, he will always want what's best for you. And he'll always help to bring the best out of any situation you're in. 
So, I mean, you think about what we just read there, like the valley of the shadow of death, that his rod and his staff. And then it says, God, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And, and instead of that being just a horrible situation, actually what it does is it anoints my head with oil. And oil was used as medicine, so it definitely is helpful there. But also oil was used as kind of a symbol for God's power and God's authority and God's anointing. So it's almost like saying, even when you go through difficult times, God is going to help you with those situations to turn those things to the best of of his ability, which is infinite, to help you with those difficult situations in life. That's a powerful promise. If you've ever felt alone, if you've ever felt like you're going through something and you need help, here's the promise of God that he will be with you and he will help you find the best in every situation. It says this in Romans 8, 28, that he works everything out to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, it doesn't say that everything that happens to you will be good, but it does say that God will use those things and he will bring good out of those things. So I know maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe you've gone through an addiction issue. Uh, maybe you've gone through the death of a loved one and you think to yourself, how can God use something like that? Well, You should know that you have a good shepherd if you're following Jesus. And he is powerful enough and loving enough that even if he allows something like that to take place, he will always turn it around for your good. And he will always help you. That's the promise of scripture, that he will make those things good. Not that they are good, but that will make those things good. That God will work everything out for what's best for us. And so as we close our time today, I just want to leave you with three questions. And here's three questions that whether you're at home with your family or whether you're at home with a fellow church member, you can ask them and you can kind of discuss these things. So here's the first question. Is there an area that you've struggled to follow Jesus in? And are you willing to lay that down to follow him? So if there's something that you as a sheep um, are hanging on to or focusing on that's keeping you from truly following your shepherd, uh, what is that thing and are you willing to follow him? And then the second one is this, is do you need a rod? Do you need external help or do you need a staff? Do you need internal help? Something that's going on inside of you in your life right now. And you can take some time to kind of think about that. You can pray about that and then you can even ask God for help with that. And then the last question is this, Can you name a time in your life where God turned a difficult situation around? Can you name a time where you've gone through a hardship, uh, the loss of a loved one, or, or maybe you've just really been struggling financially? Can you name a time where you've seen God do something to turn that situation around? Not only will that build your faith being able to share that story, but it will build the faith of others who are with you today as you share it. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. For more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our channel for past episodes. If you liked what you heard, please consider rating or even sharing it with friends. That would mean so much to us. For more content from Soma Church or to connect with us, go to soma-church.com. We love you and we can't wait to meet you.